0: The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. It's time now for Tennessee Valley Spotlight. Now, here's your host,
1: Allie
2: Turner. Good morning, everybody. And once again, it is a flawless fall morning. And I think fall in North Alabama is just always so incredibly beautiful. And I love to watch... You know, that first hint of when the leaves are just slightly starting to tell. It's still full-on summer, still full-on hot. Well, it's still full-on hot. There's no question there. But I love to watch the, um, now don't go over in a dead faint, but the evolution of the season. I love to watch the colors become just vibrant. And all the things that are associated with fall, Except, I'm uh, just saying, here is my own disclaimer, I am not a fan of Halloween, and I don't apologize for not being a fan of Halloween, so that's that. That probably comes under the Kenneth Fox, the views expressed here are not necessarily those of the staff and management of WKC. but I am just not a Halloween fan. But I am a fan of fall, I am a fan of harvest, I am a fan of... Thanksgiving's going to be coming, and that is my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday, the American holiday. And one of the things, now I know this is just kind of a small thing, but if you're not from around here originally, you may not pay attention to this. But one of the other fun things for me about the fall is the fact that it's when cotton harvest happens, cotton harvest in October. And, you know, I am glad that our community is whole enough and resolved enough and has experienced enough reconciliation that we will not look at an innocent cotton plant and accuse it of racism. Is there actually a A tradition in North Alabama where everybody of every color, when they were coming up, worked in the cotton fields? Yes. And that story needs to be told. It doesn't take away from the horrors of slavery. It doesn't take away from the injustice of slavery. But the plant is not racist. Just so you you know, I think most of the people in this listening audience know that the plant was not racist. It was that racists were racists. And when you call everything racist, then what ends up happening is that nothing is racist because everything is racist. And I think you understand what I mean by that. But as someone who is, quote unquote, not from around here, and has been here since um, the start of the millennium, the... Thing, one of the things that I love about fall is seeing the little puffs of cotton that have escaped, that didn't make it to market as they're being taken down the road, and having the, the country roads lined with just a little bit of cotton. I have no idea why that warms my heart so much, but it just does. And so I'm, I'm sharing my heart with you this morning on this fall morning. And moving along, I don't know if uh, those of you who are listening had a chance to go to Fiddlers. I didn't, um, I was delivering, and so delivering the most recent edition of Athens Now, and so I didn't get a chance to stay and hear the concerts. But oh my word, it was so nice to have things be back to normal. One of my favorite things about fiddlers is walking through the Athens State University campus and just hearing these spontaneous bands. I mean, I, I fully understand that there are groups who have known each other for years that have gotten together to play, you know, on a Saturday night for years and know each other like the back of their hand. I get that. And that has its own beauty. But the other thing that I love is, and this is something that that happens with musicians, and that is that they just know how to make music a la minute, in the minute, when they meet up with other musicians and they just experience that, that vibe. I know that if you're a musician, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can meet somebody you've never seen in your life And you can pick up your instruments and you can start riffing and you know the words and you can go straight to the harmony. You don't even have to decide ahead of time who's going to do the harmony and who's going to do the melody. You just kind of know it in your bones. And I particularly enjoy the presence of a big bass fiddle. I'm all for uh, electric bass guitar, don't get me wrong. But there is something about the big bass fiddle that is, I don't know, timeless and powerful, and I'll tell you a story about that. I had a chance for years to be a part of a bluegrass gospel group that was called Langford and Company, and this was in the Northwest, and we mostly did um, street ministry in the summertime at the Seattle Center, which had been the site of the World's Fair in nineteen sixty two. And we had fiddles and banjo and acoustic guitar and a big big bass fiddle that was played by none other than Nikki Limbo. And I can remember I don't know what it was about Nikki just plucking on that fiddle, that big one, but it just lent some substance and some presence to our time together. And I will tell you, one of the people, those of you who are familiar with, um, never mind that point because I just forgot the name, I'm going <laughs> to move on. Um, but there were people that we got a chance to minister to. And it was always such a joy on those warm Sunday afternoons to see people hear the good news and hear it in a cheerful way. And hear about how they are loved. And, you know, the, the words back then, we didn't talk so much about having a purpose. We didn't talk so much about having a destiny. And I do believe that every one of us has a special purpose and a special destiny. But 50 years ago, far more of the emphasis was on heaven and on preparing for eternity and on serving, serving God and serving others. Sometimes I kind of feel like we've gotten into the into a bit of the selfish side of things, about it all being about me, my purpose, my destiny, my giftings, my calling. It's like, yeah, those things are true, but I think it would serve everybody who names the name of Yeshua as their Savior to maybe take a step far more in the direction of serving again and having it not be so much about you and your purpose and I will I will tell you that um one of the things that I got a chance to do this weekend was watch a movie it had been a a mini-series actually it had been made into a movie on two other occasions about the life of Barabbas and Barabbas of course was the fellow that was pardoned at Passover and was not crucified, and Jesus was. Yeshua gave his life for Barabbas. And there's nothing that is said about what happened with his life. But there have been, there was a, a Nobel Prize uh, prize winning um, piece that was written, got the, the award for literature, written in 1950 by a Swedish guy, and he, he just came up with a story of what possibly could have happened. And there have been a couple of movies. But the th- thing that was so remarkable about this movie was to watch somebody who was started off being so hard in their heart and you just want him to give in to the love of god it's like buddy quit making it so hard on yourself you didn't choose to be pardoned don't have survivor syndrome just go on and love him and serve him and if you have to give your life for him so that was something that i've been thinking about about how it's really time to start thinking about serving again rather than what's in it for me. So that's my sermon for the morning. We're going to come back with some more in just two shakes of a lamb's tail. This is our first. Alan we gave you this is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be right back.
3: Join Friday nights at 10 on WKAC1080.com for Floating and Slip, an hour of Pink Floyd. Home,
1: home again.
3: Yeah, I'm Craig Bailey, your host for an hour from the dark side of the moon. It's Floating and Slip, every Friday night at 10, right here on WKAC1080.com
4: planning for retirement is no small task if you don't know where to start join chris wallace at wg financial group every saturday morning at nine for your retirement matters chris shares helpful tips and strategies that just might change the course of your retirement listen every saturday morning at nine to your retirement matters with chris wallace firm offers insurance services investment advisory services made available through ae wealth management llc
0: When your clothing needs to be professionally dry cleaned, take it to Classic Cleaners, now with three locations to serve you. Your clothes will be kept looking as good as new with their professional dry cleaning and laundry service. Classic Cleaners also offer same-day service Tuesday through Saturday. If your clothing has a tough stain, in most cases, Classic Cleaners can remove it without a trace. Bring your drapes, curtains, bedspreads, and comforters to Classic Cleaners. Classic Cleaners also offers wedding gown preservation and leather cleaning. Classic Cleaners, now with three locations, Highway 72 East in Lindsay Lane, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. 600 South Jefferson Street, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Highway 72 West in Killen, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m
5: caretaker was very rough with me but i thought they did it because i wasn't moving fast enough
2: my son was supposed to help take care of me but he
1: was
0: never around
5: elder abuse is a crime and together we can stop it if you or someone you know has been abused neglected or exploited call the adult abuse hotline at 1-800-458-7214 that's 1-800-458-7214 sponsored by the alabama department of human resources the aba and this station
1: Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. And I want to take a few minutes to express my my sorrow and my joy over the passing of a truly great lady in our area, Miss Betty Christopher, who Worked until she was 82, <laughs> and it's something that I personally really appreciate. I, th- I think that working until either you can't or you or you choose not to is actually the best way to go. Now, don't be a hater. I'm saying I'm not saying that you're somehow wrong if you retire. Don't get me wrong. I am saying that I think sometimes when people retire, they have this viewpoint that it's going to be all grand and vacations and leisure and I've seen people really struggle with depression when they've officially retired because they they lost, you know we were talking in the earlier segment, they lost their sense of, um, of purpose and of, of being productive so I'm just tossing that out as an illustration of something that I always admired about Miss Betty she passed on Friday and before I go any further, her funeral is going to be at eleven o'clock this morning at Limestone Chapel. And and so I can get to her funeral on time, we're gonna do something a little bit different. I'm gonna take off a couple of minutes early so I can drive the speed limit and get over there and because I really I really want to be amongst the group of people who celebrate this woman. So If you ever have heard the term class act, I am telling you, Miss Betty was a class act. She was this tiny, feminine, dear, diminutive lady who always was well-dressed and cheerful. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're someone like me, who was "quote unquote" not from around here, and I will freely admit it. Sometimes, some folks have a hard time trusting you. It's old wounds, and I get it. And um, the left coast certainly is a strange place from from whence to hail. But Miss Betty is one of the uh, one of the many and the vast majority of the the people in my life who have. Welcomed me with open arms and taken me in and made me their own. And I have a a funny story to tell you about Miss Betty. When I oh man, I'm thinking this was probably seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer. I was delivering the paper. And for those of you that are not familiar with the city of Athens, just bear with me for a moment. But there is an alleyway that runs between Marion Street and Jefferson. And it happens to be, has the drive-through for uh, one of the pharmacies. And it's the back of a number of other establishments. And this alleyway is very, very narrow. And depending on, it, it's not marked as to which way is okay to go. You just kind of take your chances. But most folks go in from the Marion side, because that's where the pharmacy drive-up window is. And in the middle, about halfway in the block, on the Hobbs Street side, there's an entry to that alleyway. And I was delivering papers one time, and I kind of like to explore. And so I decided that I was going to very carefully drive down that alleyway and explore it before I came out on the Jefferson side. And I was carefully, carefully, carefully entering in the middle and going to make a right-hand turn, and I was oh so carefully avoiding the garbage cans of the restaurants and the establishments that were along the, the backside of their entrance, and all of a sudden I heard, you know, that crunch of metal, when you've just had a fender bender. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I heard it on my car. And what ended up happening, it was on the passenger side, and what ended up happening was the very corner where you turn, make your hard right to go the rest of the way, down there to Jefferson. I... uh, I actually—it looked like I had t-boned myself, and I would tell people that I had t-boned myself, and they would look at me like, what? "That's impossible." It was like, "Oh no, no, not impossible from the girl for the girl from the left coast." But I left some paint on the corner of the brick that is—that was Miss Betty's bank. Now I didn't hurt the building. I didn't—you know—there was no brick that came out. There wasn't anything that was. Damaged, and I even got out of my truck and and rubbed some of it off. But I knew that I knew that I could not live with myself if I didn't go in and be accountable for what I had just done. And so I went in, and Miss Betty, of course, you know, the bank was her second home. All the all the times that it changed names, that bank was her second home, and she's so pioneered in a lot of ways as far as bank management and and how she did things and and she was a trailblazer in a lot of respects so i went in and i i just explained to her you know there i was inky and stinky and you know ink on my hands and in my athens now t-shirt and not exactly looking banky and i just said miss betty this is what just happened and she looked at me with such kindness and she we walked she walked me through the the back place of the of the bank where only employees are supposed to go and and we went and looked at it together and you know, I I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether I needed to like do something professionally, have have paint removed, you know, I, I was willing to make it right. And I, I didn't want it to be an insurance claim for obvious reasons because it was just such a stupid thing to do. While you're trying to be careful, you, you make a mess. You know what I'm saying. Those moments are no fun. And she walked with me to the corner of that alleyway, and she looked at the place where I had um, dabbed it a little bit with some unexpected paint. And then she turned... And she looked at me with this look that is, I will I will never forget it, and it, it brings happy tears to my eyes as I think of her having passed and, and now being in the presence of the Lord. She just looked at me and she said, Oh, honey, I've done the same thing more times than I even want to tell anybody. Don't you worry about it. And so for the rest of our lives, that would be our our little secret. And it literally was. And she always greeted me with such affection. And the last time that I saw her, she was too frail to get out of the car. But I'm telling you, that woman, if she were capable, she would come to Chamber of Commerce meetings and breakfasts and just really um, cheer people on in her own way. She just was a cheerleader for the economy and the and the people of, of athens limestone County, and uh, she always greeted me with affection, and I appreciated it so very, very much. And so Miss Betty has passed from our presence, and I have no doubt that she is on the other side waiting for all of us, and she's probably saying something like, Y'all, just stop it. Would you just stop fighting? Just knock it off. There's so much more to life than what you're getting wrapped around the axle about. She was a true southern gentlewoman, she was a true lady, she was a snappy dresser. And if you want to go bid her goodbye and pay your respects, you can do so. And her um, service is going to be preached by Wayne Kirkendall. He was the one that she had asked to to preach um, her funeral and so I am I'm looking forward to hearing what Coach Kirkendall is is going to be saying about her cuz she she was a class act and our our condol- our condolences go out to her family and certainly all of us feel loss but I am confident that I will see her again and I will get a a hug and I won't have to worry about her being um, so tiny and frail that I might accidentally (laughs) break a rib. I have a feeling that the hugs in heaven are going to be pretty fierce and we're going to be so glad to see each other. So that is my tribute this morning to a woman who really helped me to take a lemon of a situation and turn it into a lemonade of a situation. And I know she did that for countless others. Rest in peace, dear Betty Christopher, and we will see you soon. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. And when we come back from Yellowhammer News, my friend and Athens Now client and good brother in the Lord, Josh Wynn, is going to be coming and telling us all about Lone Depot. So, hang in there, get the news, and come on back in about five.
3: Join us every Friday night at 10 on WKAC1080.com. For Floaty and Slip, it's your weekly hour of Pink Floyd. The grass
4: was green, your fantasies, take all the red paint.
3: Hey, I'm Craig Bailey, your host for an hour from the dark side of the moon, an hour of Pink Floyd, Floydian Slip, Friday nights at 10, right here on WKAC1080.com.
4: Planning for retirement is no small task. If you don't know where to start, join Chris Wallace at WG Financial Group every Saturday morning at nine for Your Retirement Matters. Chris shares helpful tips and strategies that just might change the course of your retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at nine to Your Retirement Matters with Chris Wallace. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
3: Hello there. This is Jimmy Woodruff, and uh, wanting to report in on our Feed the Eagle program for the Athens Golden Eagle football team. What a tremendous program we have going, and we're now entering season five with our program. The community has been so responsive and so supportive, and we solicit the continuation of that because the program has grown. We're now feeding our young men, trying to provide nutritional support for them year round. We have grown. Now we have the new football complex, which was the former rec center that is just there adjacent to and north of the stadium. New Coaches offices. We've got a dining room facility, we've got an adjacent kitchen there, but we just really, really believe in the program and know it's making a big difference in our young men's lives, not just on the football field, but throughout their lives. So please continue to help us support this program. Your check needs to be made, please, to Black and Gold Circle, Inc., P.O. Box 929, Athens, 35612. Black and Gold Circle, Inc. is the 501c3 that allows your contribution to be tax deductible. And we'll go directly 100% to feeding and giving nutritional support to our Golden Eagles. Thank you so much.
5: An early flu season strikes Alabama. This is YHN News. I'm Scott Chambers. WRBL reports East Alabama Health is already experiencing hospitalizations due to the flu. Pediatricians have already seen a sharp increase in sick children, and some schools have switched to remote learning to try to control the flu outbreak. Alabama public health officials encourage all Alabamians to get the flu vaccine. For more information on the flu vaccine, visit the Alabama Department of Public Health website. Georgia took back the number one spot in the AP College football poll from Alabama on Sunday. After being bumped out last week by the Crimson Tide, who slid to number three this week, Alabama beat Texas A&M 24-20. In the deep South's oldest rivalry, Auburn coach Brian Harson had a bad weekend with questionable play calls. The Tigers lost to Georgia 42 to 10. An execution date is set in Alabama. YHN's Jay Holland reports. Alabama set an execution date for a North Alabama man convicted of killing a pastor's wife in 1988 in a murder for hire. Kenneth Eugene Smith is now asking a federal judge to halt his execution. Smith is set to die by lethal injection November 17th. Smith's reason is because he says that he could be tortured or receive substantial pain if the death sentence is carried out. For YHN News, I'm Jay Holland. Researchers at the University of Alabama at Birmingham are part of an international study investigating a drug that could potentially stop or slow bleeding in the brain. The study, dubbed the fastest study, will be conducted at more than 100 hospitals in the United States and abroad. For more Alabama stories, go to yellowhammernews.com. I'm Scott Chambers. You are listening to YHN News.
1: By now, your daily routine is probably a little too routine. Don't you want to change? Don't you want to start playing by your own rules and escape the routine so your fantasy becomes reality? Where every night is an adventure, where new flavors are ready to be tasted, where it feels like you're a winner. Take a chance. Reward yourself. Make your routine anything but routine. Escape every day at
2: Creek Casino and on the Casinoverse app. 256today is smart news for smart people. 256today.com is the place for the latest news on business, government, education, and community in North Alabama. 256today.com is a dedicated local team reporting the news that impacts your daily life. We live here, we work here, and we play here. Join us at 256today.com. We are smart news for smart people like you.
0: You can't see well, good morning, everyone. Temperatures warming quickly today. It's going to be a warm stretch of weather the next three days. We have a, an approaching frontal boundary, a, a overall storm system that's going to get here Thursday. Ahead of that, increasing humidity, especially Wednesday through the day. A chance of showers and storms Wednesday and then again Thursday. Some of the storms Thursday could be on the strong side, so keep checking back for those updates. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Weather Service of First State Bank in
5: Athens. Stop by and see Athens City President Ray Neeson staff for all your financial needs, including internet banking. First State Bank Highway 72, directly across from Jangles.
0: First State Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. If you'd like to call the show, just dial
1: 232-6828. Now more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I am so pleased to have my friend, my brother, my Athens Now client. You know what it's like when you meet somebody new and it's just so much fun. Well, that is Josh Wynn in my life. Welcome, Josh. Good
6: morning. Thank you for having me.
2: You are welcome. Thanks for coming and hanging with us while we were um no we weren't listening to the news so don't be a hater he and and ken fox were talking about the beauties of of tennessee and the and the the distinct difference in North Alabama North of the river, huh? It's
6: North of the river is a little bit different from the rest of
2: the state uh, Yep, and uh, as far as I'm concerned I mean, I'm one of those left coast people And got dragged kicking and screaming to Athens, Alabama And it's the best thing that ever happened Besides Jesus and Steve Turner And so I don't want to go anywhere I will if I'm supposed to But I am a happy girl here in, in Athens, Alabama So you are originally from tennessee but you um you grew up and graduated from athens high
6: well it's a it's kind of a twisted story and i've lived all over the place i was actually born outside of uh, new orleans louisiana okay and um as a young child um my parents split up and and um when i was about four years old and and i came to live in athens with my mother and this is where my grandparents were and and had their business and um so I was raised and and grew up here. My dad ended up moving back to his original home which was Brentwood, Tennessee. Okay. Um in the Nashville area. So I just uh my home has been the I-65 corridor in Southern <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where I claim and and that's why I love Southern Tennessee, North Alabama.
2: I can certainly understand that. Okay. So you are a you have to live in the strange world of having Tennessee in your roots, but not being a Vols fan, and having gone to Alabama and being a very passionate Tide fan.
6: And Dad, a UT grad and huge ball fan.
2: Okay, so <laughs> that I I would love to see. Do you guys get? Do you stay away from each other? Or do you get together the Saturday at that particular game?
6: Well, um, when he was still with us, we lost him in 2015 to pancreatic cancer god rest his soul i am sorry but uh it was a huge weekend for our family it was always a a big deal and you know very friendly and and uh it was just an awesome way for us all to get together we have large families on both sides and uh usually the uh knoxville weekend we called it or the knoxville year um, several families would rent a chalet um, outside of gatlinburg we would all stay together take a big bus down to the game, go to Newland Stadium, tailgate, the whole thing. The whole deal. Okay. So um, it's a huge tradition for us, and it's a very special game for my family.
2: Yes, no doubt. Okay, so you went on to Alabama, and as is the case with a lot of kids when they're starting off in school, you don't have a full idea of what you want to do and who you want to be and taking on life very seriously, and so... You had something happen that changed everything. So tell us about that.
6: Uh, yeah, when when I was 19 years old on New Year's Eve, uh, two of my good friends were killed in a car accident. My best friend was was riding in the car, and uh, it was uh, certainly a traumatic event for a lot of people my age who were who were there um, when that happened that night, and uh, changed a lot of lives, mine included.
2: And so, if I remember correctly. You made a promise to parents that you were going to kind of go on, finish life, finish school, do something with, with who you were made to be because they didn't have the opportunity. And I'm sure that was quite a challenge.
6: Well, yeah, in the process and or, you know, after all that happened in the aftermath, um, my best friend's mother made me promise that I would, graduate and do something with myself, and I made her that promise. Um, we weren't necessarily, you know, the worst kids in the world, but maybe not on the right track at sure. that time, and, sure. uh, you know, that was maybe the only good thing that came out of that, but, yeah. but you know, sure him.
2: Yes, and may I say, just from the few conversations that we've had, that I really sense that you have kept your word. When I talk to you about life and things and faith and family and purpose and helping people and careers, I don't feel like I'm in the presence of somebody that is shallow. Those have been tough and deep waters, and um, that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about having the opportunity to interview you about your career path with Lone Depot because I felt like I could trust you and I'm not in the market at the moment for buying a home but I know that there are people who are and I know that we are in the midst of a what has been a wild and crazy housing market that's probably set your hair on fire
6: Turbulent to say the least
2: <laughs> Exactly and so I am pleased to be able to tell people about what you do because I know that you will take good care of them I can't prove it I just sense it and so you better make sure you do, buddy. No, I'm kidding. Right. So, <laughs> so my question is, you are with Loan Depot. Loan Depot is what? Explain to people who might not understand. They may see commercials on TV, but they don't understand. Tell people about what it is, why it works, why you're doing what you're doing.
6: Well, to make it short, I'm a home loan officer. Um, that's what the generic term for people who, you know... Uh, want to know what I do I that's what I say I'm a loan officer I do home loans uh, we do residential financing any kind of residential financing you can imagine uh, if you want to buy a home I'm the guy you talk to first before you go shopping with your realtor um, to get you,
2: pre-qualified yeah you want to get
6: pre-approved um, so that you know you can buy the house that you're shopping for you know you go with your realtor put in your offer and then we handle the financing for you But uh, from a customer service standpoint, I'm rooted in customer service. I grew up in it. My family owns a business here in Athens, and um, it's really all I've ever known. So from that standpoint, treating people, you know, with respect and like they're your family, you know, goes a long way with some folks even though they may not know you.
2: Exactly. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about it. And uh, you can <laughs> you can also tell us about managing kids when you were a kid yourself. Because I think <laughs> it, I think it's helped to make you be who you are. This is Allie Turner. I have Josh Wynn with me in the studio. And we'll be back in just a minute.
1: You know you can hear WKAC on the radio, on your computer, and on your smartphone. But now here's another way. Alexa, play WKAC.
0: WKAC from TuneIn. Hello.
1: That's right. If you're the proud owner of an Amazon Echo device, Alexa will direct you to your favorite oldies on WKAC via the TuneIn radio app. And it's absolutely free. Just say, Alexa, play WKAC and listen to all our great programming in crystal clear quality day or night. It's just another way to serve our listeners from WKAC1080.com and
0: 1080 wkac River City Roofing Solutions is locally owned and operated by brothers Chris and Michael Muse. What sets us apart from other companies is the fact that our knowledge in the industry comes from nearly a decade of hands-on experience installing shingles, metal, and flat roofing material. With years of inspecting, training, and managing, we have mastered every aspect of the roofing process. www.rivercityroofingsolutions.com
4: Planning for retirement is no small task. If you don't know where to start, join Chris Wallace at WG Financial Group every Saturday morning at 9 for Your Retirement Matters. Chris shares helpful tips and strategies that just might change the course of your retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 9 to Your Retirement Matters with Chris Wallace. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC.
2: Turn back the hands of time with an Alabama Bicentennial Passport as your traveling companion. Experience a living history when you explore nearly 300 destinations featured in the book. See the places
4: and meet the legends whose stories shaped the nation. Learn more about the Passport and Alabama's Bicentennial celebrations at alabama200.org. This message is sponsored by the Alabama Bicentennial Commission, Alabama Broadcasters Association,
2: and this station.
1: Give us your thoughts by calling 232-6828. We're back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us, I have with me in the studio Josh Wynn, who is he's a southern Tennessee, North Alabama boy, Athens graduate, Alabama graduate who works for Loan Depot. And one of the things that he did, and he's really, really good at customer service, and that's a tough thing to do when you have an online service. I mean most people don't think of that as being bathed in the culture of customer service. But one of the things that got him ready for that was having a management job when he wasn't even hardly thirty himself in Birmingham with kids. Oh my word. So tell us about that.
6: I've had a well, I I got into mid level management and retail banking, running some bank branches um, in my mid-twenties and uh, did that for a few years and then work, went to work for Ralph Lauren when I thought I wanted to get out of banking because of the management. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, being there really, it, I grew up pretty pretty fast. I had about 85 to 95 employees, age range 16 to 25, 90% of them. So, God
2: bless you. <laughs> um,
6: yeah, it, it was fun but uh, you know, after about a year and a half in that i I got back into the finance industry and uh, went strictly to mortgage and have been doing it ever since
2: okay, so people I think are especially people hungry since covid you know we had so much of an online life and a lockdown life and a no contact life in a you know, maintain your distance and leave the food at the door and, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And I can see how the idea of an online mortgage service wouldn't necessarily be attractive to a lot of people just because we've been so isolated. So you have done an outstanding job of bridging that potential gap. How have you done it?
6: Well, One of the great things about working for my company is we're the largest uh, lender by volume in the United States um, as a brick-and-mortar lender. Got it. So we have branch offices, um, brick-and-mortar offices just like banks, and uh, we, we have one in Huntsville here. We have another in Birmingham, Mobile, Montgomery. I'm planning to open another Madison office here pretty soon, which is great for me because I live in Athens. There you go. So, um, you know, we have the ability to meet you in person, to do all the things face-to-face, have that brick-and-mortar so we capture, you know, and make that customer base feel good about themselves and have that experience Mm face-to-face. But we also, for the younger generation, people who, you know, are... Tend to be really organized and, and prefer a technological experience. Those those folks really like the online applications, the phone apps, the uploading, and all that stuff. And sometimes I don't meet them till closing, and sometimes not at all. Okay. So it's just a, pr- a personal preference, and we try to tailor the experience to that.
2: Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and I, it, it is not intended to be a gotcha. Okay. You're right. You're in your 30s. Okay. 38. 38. Okay. So you're technically on one edge of millennialism yourself and then you're you're dealing full time in certain regards with people who were born with texting thumbs and how do you how do you have a preference do you find that when it comes to stuff like this you would rather just click it click through and get her done or do you, Are you that way with some things and other things you'd rather have somebody be a human to you? I mean, how does that roll for you?
6: I prefer a personal experience for, I call them, you know, heavy conversations. Okay. Um, it's much easier to, you know, you can't express... You can't put expression through phone, you know, mm-hmm. through, through the phone or, or over a text or through an email. Um, it's much better to meet in person, especially when you have, you know, tough conversations and and that sort of thing. But. Uh,
2: Well okay, so do you how do you handle with like if you've got somebody how do you how do you know what you've got that's I guess that's probably the second part of my question. If you've got a customer mm-hmm. are have you gotten good at being able to tell whether they would rather just click through or whether they need some contact with you have you just has that just come through time? We tr-
6: try to develop that rapport and you know the first phone call um, usually you can just ask the customer a lot of times um they'll let you know by their personality and and what they want and you can kind of get a gauge on how difficult or easy it may be to to do some of the things that they need to do to get them through to a closing um that's part of my job and and uh, trying to make that experience as easy as possible and as painless as possible is is for everybody (laughs) is really what i'm for is is to make that experience easy and to make it a a happy excited one um buying a house is supposed to be a a good thing yeah it's not supposed to be something that's that makes you have anxiety or 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 fear over certain things but buyer's
2: uh, remorse yeah we
6: want to we want to make you happy we want to get you in the house that you want and that you can afford and you know that you're approved for so um all while doing that with as with as little stress as possible.
2: Okay, and so I think it's safe to say that you are a hybrid of technology. If people want that, customer service and brick and mortar. If they want that, and absolutely. So, so they come in through that door, mm-hmm. and so depending on which door they go through, what do you feel like Lone Depot brings to the table? Because you know there you, there are plenty of choices, both standard and and hybrid. What do you feel like Loan Depot brings to the table that makes them the best choice?
6: Well, Loan Depot, I mean, just from a sheer size standpoint, the capital um, behind the investment that you're making, most is most home purchases are the largest investments in, in someone's life. Yes. Um, from a sheer capital standpoint, we have the ability to ro- offer the best rates in the market um, that are, you know, that we're allowed to offer based on what government pricing and how the market is regulated Um, so that's been something i've been really happy with as a loan depot employees you know i always seem to have the best pricing that in a competitive situation Um, the tools that our customers have to utilize their mortgage experience um, you know through applications emails online tutorials and videos Mm -hmm. um, those are very helpful and, and help customers get through that with this little stress and anxiety as possible understanding that and and having that open line of communication with them um and again going back to Lone depot the product depth and and the breadth of things that we can do for clients with the products that we have allows us to be extremely competitive i mean you name it we can do it
2: there you go and i know just speaking for self when i was working on your article and went on your website I mean, I'm going to be 69 years old in a few days, and I've owned a couple of houses, and, and so um, I've been through that process, I guess we would say, old-school way. But I was really... A um, stack
6: of papers and a sore wrist.
2: Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. and, and not having any idea what any of it meant and hoping, hoping for the best. But um, I found the online tutorials... Very helpful, and I learned things. Like I said, I'm not I'm not in the market myself right now, but I learned things that I wished I would have known. You know, in previous endeavors. Okay, so my my next question, and I realize that the market is volatile; rates are changing every single day. You've got I, I have I don't think I've ever remembered, and you know, I'm I was looking at buying our first house back in the late 70s, you know, early 80s, and this is when insurance, or excuse me, um, lending rates were like at 17 percent. It was an insane time to even try, and you were feeling like you were really doing well if you were 12 percent or 11. Okay, so we, I, I am confused by what I'm hearing reported, because I'm hearing on the one hand, inflation highest rates in forever, and on the other hand, it's still a good time to buy a house, and so, I'm asking you, just as you, Josh, win, can you make a little bit of sense of that for people? Is it a good time to buy a house?
6: Yes. Um, these are not the worst rates we've seen.
2: No, I can <laughs> um, tell you Back
6: in, in, in the early 80s and uh, going back to when I was a kid and living in New Orleans, I remember our pa- my parents, their rate was somewhere close to 17%. But, uh when I first started in the business in 2009, I remember the first loan I ever closed as a mortgage broker was 6.875%. Mm-hmm. So we are not abnormal not yet, where yet. we are. Is it a shock to most people? Yes, because rates have been at historic lows for a decade plus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole generation of buyers and, and people who own homes now that think this is you know abnormal which compared to where we have been it is uh, it's much more costly now people are are shopping more selectively and inventory is you know decreased because of that um, we are seeing you know an uptick uh, recently just in the past couple of weeks it looks like some of the initial shock has worn off so some people are becoming a little bit more comfortable and getting back into the buying market
2: and you are the guy for them to come to talk to so you can walk them through this so will you do me a favor Please leave us our contact information. And those of you who are listening, we're cutting out a little bit early because we're going to go say goodbye to Miss Betty Christopher at her service. So, Josh, tell the folks, and we be peace out.
6: Thank you. Have a great day. It's been a pleasure being on. Uh, you can reach me at 256-214-2573. Send me an email at joshwynn at loandepot.com or visit my website at wwwlondepotcom slash joshwynn.
2: Thank you so much for listening. We're out for now, and we'll see you in a week.
1: You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to wkac1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.